Hey, welcome along to another episode of Behind the Bar podcast, brought to you by the coaches and clients of RT Fitness Durham, Sunderland, and of course the Barbell Club, where we take you from complete beginner to photo shoot ready. If you don't get the chance to work with us in-house at either our Sunderland units or Durham units on our 90-day transformation program or our Barbell program, sorry, and in concert, which is opening Monday, September the 11th. Um, You can also work with us online and follow the same program what we do in-house for our in-house clients, uh, where we take them to photo shoot ready. This is a personal training online program and it is going brilliant at the minute. All the links are below if you need to click on any of them. So in today's episode, we have the awesome Wendy McCready. she is an IFBB Pro, the longest reigning uh, British, I hope I get this right, Wendy, um, IFBB. Um, what an incredible journey. Um, just old school bodybuilding, uh, has seen it all throughout the years, what she's done this. I mean, a little story in there is where she's had to... Um, where it was only a men-only gym and she had to get through a leg workout as like a, an initiation to be able to be allowed in the gym. A very inspiring woman. And I mean, I'm still smiling about it now. Yeah, it's just all around incredible story of her life and also the people she now helps now, like top coach, coaching people all around the world, get incredible shape, get stage ready. And yeah, just watch it, enjoy. Right, hello. Hi. <laughs> right, this is this is always gets people. Who is Wendy McCready? Wendy McCready is a loyal, passionate, and hardworking human being. Yeah. Who just strives to be a best self from such an early age, and still now trying to be the best person I can be. Yeah. Did you want that? Or did that's, you that? that's mint. Because people like, who am I? Yeah, who am I? <laughs> who am I? I mean, Je- uh, Jenny, uh, she trains at uh, Ultraflex. Uh-huh. We had her on um, Bikini Competitor. And like, she went home and like, it, I didn't know who I was. And like, wrote a post about it. Oh, and really? that, like, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. Try, had to try and figure uh-huh. it out. So who, who do you help and why? I help anybody who needs help. Right. Um, I don't limit myself to any particular person or type of person. I help everybody from competitive athletes to lifestyle people to single parents who just want to build confidence, all walks of life. If you're willing to give me 100%, I'll give you 100%. Right. So it doesn't matter sex, age, whatever. Why? Why do you, why do you help people? Um, because I feel I've got a lot of knowledge and a lot of inspiration to give to people and a lot of wisdom. And I just think if, if you can give some, some people some belief in themselves, then it makes them a better person. They can help achieve what... Some people don't realise that they can achieve high-level things because they don't believe in themselves, but I actually believe I can bring that out on people. So if... There's a, especially a lot of females as well that don't have any psych self-belief. Um, yeah. But once you start working with me, you'll have a lot of self-belief. I like to help motivate people and bring out the best in everyone. Yeah. Basically, so um, I just think people don't give themselves enough enough credit and don't give themselves a chance in life. But if you just reach and try a little bit harder, you can achieve a lot of things. I don't know if I've answered your question. (laughs) No, it is, yeah, yeah. It was like, why, yeah. And um, 
Do you feel like you've achieved that with people? Like, do oh, you, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Proud? Very. I'm a proud Good. person and I'm proud of my athletes as well. Yeah. Um, my clients even, like I say, they don't have to compete to, to, achieve, a, to achieve a certain like, level of success. They, they have their own little championships, whether that be for a holiday or a, or a personal, like a personal choice or a personal goal. Like I call them their little, little world championships they have themselves. You don't Excellent. have to get on stage to, yeah. to, to do that. Um, so I'm very proud of what they've achieved and, and it's relevant to that person, if that makes sense. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. I like that. Little championship-like things. Yeah, you've got to yeah. take those wins every day. So even things like some, some people, if they're not used to having a routine, they, they can to say to them, right, you're going to set your alarm clock at such and such time of day. That for them is like a win. If they do that every day for a week, that's like, get in, I've, like, I've achieved something. Because usually they'd stay in bed or they'd press the snooze button. And like, what are you going to achieve there? Well, nothing. So the fact that you've got up, you've, you've achieved and, you, and you've got stuff done before nine o'clock in the morning, well, that's, that's a win for them. Yeah. And you keep taking those little wins every day. Brilliant. Excellent. IFBB Pro. What does that mean? <laughs> IFBB Pro, okay, that's the International Federation of Bodybuilding. Right. So that is like, it's the professional league. It's, yeah. it's the only real professional league in the world, okay? okay? So like Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm sure people know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. I hope so. Yeah, but um, <laughs> the, the Olympia is like our Super Bowl of, of bodybuilding, right. okay? So the IFBB is the only way, it's the only federation you can get to do, to do that. Right. So it's the professional league that the federate that we have feeder federation, which is now the two bros pro, but to get to be an IFBB pro, you have to earn your pro card. Different now, um, but yeah, an IFBB pro is like the best league in the world. Right. In, in a nutshell. How does one become IFBB? I'm sorry, IFBB. An IFBB yeah, that's pro. Right, yeah. Well, it's actually quite easy now. Oh, is it? <laughs> right, okay. That, sorry. Back in, I'm going to show my age now, but back in the day, um, to, to be an IFBB pro, you, there was one chance once, once a year. Okay, so okay. you had to win your qualifier, which was held at different venues, different times throughout the year. And was yeah. that globally or like... This is national, so British, so okay, okay, you had right. to win. So, for example, you'd go to Manchester, you'd win the qualifier, which would qualify you for the British Championships. Right. There was one British Championships once a year in Nottingham. You had to then win your class, then win the overall, then write to explain how you were going to represent Great Britain or UK and ask if you could be, uh, you are good enough standard to be an IFBB pro. Wow. That was it, one shot, one year. So that was, that was a real, real like, achievement to do that. Now, I think you can turn pro to 10 times a year. Maybe it's more, like every week there's, there's a chance to turn pro. So it's not so much of an achievement right now, in my opinion. Wow. So how long ago was that? I turned pro in 2004. Right. So I'm actually the UK's longest serving pro. That's male and female. I compete. Still today as well? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mate, I don't think anyone's probably going to break that record because a lot of pros compete for a few years and they drop out. Yeah. But I retired from competing in 2019. Okay. So from 2004 to 2019, no one's been an active pro for that long ever. 15 years. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> that's, that's mad. So, um, why did you want... So, is your class bodybuilder then? Or, like, bodybuilding? Yeah, yeah. it's bodybuilding. So, okay. like, when I began, there was only 
lightweights, middleweights, and heavyweights. That was it. There was yeah. a fitness class as well, um, which there still is now, but there was no bikini class, there was no figure class, there was no, no wellness class. It was just bodybuilding. So it was lightweights, middleweights, and heavyweights. And I started out as a, as a lightweight. Right. I think I was 49 kilo on my first British finals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Tiny>. yeah. <laughs> no, I was tiny. I was, honestly, I was, I was absolutely tiny. Um, but I did come running up in my first British finals um, and then run up again. But I turned pro in 2004. Right. At the lightweight? No, as a heavyweight. Oh, as heavyweight. As a heavyweight. Okay, right. Yeah, I came back and saw so my first British final was 1998. Um, probably most of the years weren't even born then. Um, went back in 99. Then my first coach took a year off, thought I'd be the middleweights and then jumped straight into heavyweights. Right. Got my ass kicked and then went back um, two years later to Temple. Excellent. So why, I mean, I've, I've went through your little Instagram stuff. So you used to do football, martial arts. Yes. Yeah. Why did you want to be a bodybuilder? Um, well, I did karate for, I think about 11 years and I was on the England right. team. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, but I was only really skinny. Yeah. Like, obviously, I was like 52 kilo maximum. Um, but back in the day, there was, I was thrown in the adults class and yeah. I was only 12. Um, so from 12 to when I think I was 19, I started. But they would not take things any easier if you were a child or, an, okay. or a woman or an adult. So I used to get knocked to the floor. They wouldn't be allowed nowadays anyway. But I like, had my nose blocked by my instructors, like, right, get up or... And they said, listen, if you don't go and like, get stronger, you're going to get really hurt. So okay. I was like, I'll show you. Right? <laughs> and that's my attitude through life yeah. anyway. So um, I went to the gym to try and get stronger. I just fell in love with, with that. From 12? From 15. From 15, yeah. that's when you fell in love yeah, with yeah. the uh, weights. Yeah, because so you... it was me. I right. didn't have to rely on anybody. I, if, if I put in, I get out. Yeah. So I didn't have to rely on anybody, like when we played football, if you had lazy people on the team, it was like, you were carrying them, and it was like, yeah. it's so frustrating, but in this, I, I like the challenge, it was hard, it was mentally hard, it was, but even the, the food side of things, you know, it was, it was very difficult, but yeah. I thrived off challenge, and I thrived off routine, again, which I know now why, but it, the, whole, the whole thing of pushing yourself and each week, and being different as well, like I used to think, and this wasn't in a bad way, but I just think like, I can do this, you can't do that. Yeah. In, my, in myself, and I wasn't being big-headed by saying that, I just liked the idea of having that, um, like that empowerment, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. I used to do daft stuff when I was a kid, like, and I didn't have any eating disorders, but I used to see how long I could go without eating, just, just to test myself. And, like, <laughs> stupid stuff, like, things like that. I used to try and run, I was on the school running team, um, and I was a sprinter. I was nowhere a cross-country runner at all. Yeah. I'd ask me run everything, okay? But I wanted to beat the cross-country runner. So I'd set off and sprint just to prove a point. <laughs> and I'd, I'd win, but I, would, I, was, I was on my ass. But yeah. like, just to prove a point. Um, but, sorry, I've gone around the house. No, 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 keep going. <laughs> so, so, yeah, because of the, the, the toughness of it and because it was, I could see things, the more effort you put in, and I'm all big on effort, I was getting results back. So you do get back what you put in in all walks of life with effort, I think. Brill. Yeah. 15, what year was that? Is it? 94. 94, so 15 then. How, like, how did you go into the, where did you get your 
say, programming from, your, your, how you, your nutrition knowledge or anything, because in 1994... Oh, there was no internet. We, yeah, there was there no was internet. No yeah, 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 yeah. We had yellow pages. We had yellow pages, yeah. but we used to have magazines, didn't we? Right? Oh, yeah, my yeah. God, I used to love the Flex. magazines. Flex was one of Flex, them. Flex, yeah. the muscle mag, muscle yeah. and fitness, um, and there was the... There was one called Bodybuild News, which is the UK, which okay. is now called Beef Mag. Um, and I used to read them, like, literally read the adverts, scowl them back to front. I was obsessed. Yeah. And then I'd get the, there was a poster used to go to our gym and he used to say, Wendy, if you want, I can drop these off through your letterbox. And he used to, he used to give me his red magazines as well. I used to be obsessed and I used to pick people's brains. Um, and then I saw an advert in, the, in one of the Muscle News magazines for a coach. Um, right, okay. And that was, like, obviously there's still no phones or anything, and that was just like, they used to put adverts in the yeah, back of the yeah, things. Yeah. So I just plucked up the courage. But that was not until I was 19, but up until that point, it was just learn as I go, ask people, ask the bodybuilders yeah. there. I think you have to get on the nerve. Excuse me, how, what, what are you doing? Like, I was very curious, like, yeah, but yeah. I was wanting to learn. I wasn't a pain in the ass. Well, I probably thought I was at the time, but then they knew I wanted to learn. Yeah. So they would take me under the wing and show me. Oh, they'll come and help me, spot me and stuff. And that's how I learned. I like that about the... The thing is, I love that about the gyms. If, because if, if someone asked me in the gym, mm -hmm. like, oh, what are you doing there? I'd mm -hmm. love to tell them. Yes. Yeah, I was so keen. I'd go straight after college. Me and my best friend, we'd be in there for like three and a half, four hours. And we'd be like, right, we've seen this guy do that. Let's, let's, let's do that. And then they'd say, they'd pull us over and say, come here, you two. And they'd show us the, the right way to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But they could see we were trying and we were back every day, every day. And then, you know, it just went from there. Then I found a proper bodybuilding gym and got tucked under someone's wing there as well. Amazing. Yeah. I'd like a spit, probably from a female side as well, in 94, doing it? Yeah, well, that's another thing. So where we're now, so 96. So that, I used to train in the, the Dolphin Centre, Leisure Centre. Right, yeah. Which is in Darlington. Yeah. That was 96, 97. And then, I found, well, I found out of, there was a, another gym across the town, which was a men's only gym. And I was like, hmm. And I went down, I remember going down one Saturday afternoon and I could hear all the clinking and the sounds yeah, and the yeah, men yeah. shouting. And I was like, there's the door, like the fire door. Then I was like, there I go in. I was like, yeah, I will. And I like, what are you doing in here? I was like, can I join please? And they were like, well, no, cause there's no women. Uh-huh. Oh, right. Well, how, how, what? That's a bit unfair. And I, and I kept going back. Yeah. And they said, the trainer there at the time, he said, tell you what, if you can survive a leg session with me, you can come in. I was like, really? Like, okay. So I was 17 at the time. <laughs> and I went in on a Saturday and he put me through. I remember it to this day, this re I thought I was going to be sick. I could barely walk when he ended up having to do, it was like a room like this size. Right. Like, walking on just around all these big guys and they were sweating and it was like, it was just mental. And I, I did it. Yeah. And you're like, fair one, you can join now. I was the only woman allowed in that gym. Mint. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen you make him do some walking lunges the other week on as well in so a video. Like, even to this day, <laughs> Luke will tell you, I love a walking lunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, excellent. Uh, yeah, but um, no, I, I wasn't supposed to do that. And I thought, you know what, just let me, yeah. like, I'll show you. Prove. Prove them wrong again. So, and, and because that was taking up so much of my time, the karate was getting a bit pushed back. Uh -huh. And because I'm all or nothing, I couldn't give everything to both things. And yeah. my dad was saying, well, you're going to cry five nights a week and you're going to train. And what, you're going to have to make your mind up? And I was like, right, I know what I'm doing. Against their wishes, probably. Um, but I just 
that was my passion. I knew yeah. it was. And from that day, I thought, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, like, I'm going to be a champion. This. That's what I knew from the, from the on. Yeah, from the girl who would go for hours without eating just to prove a point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to prove a point. Yeah. I, I was born with dislocated hips. So okay. I, I was never meant to do anything. Right. I was in splints when I was, like, a baby. Oh, wow. Okay. So, hence why I have back problems now. Um, but that didn't, like, stop me. And I, I could, it probably is over time, just give me more, even more resistance. More resistance. drive. More drive, yeah. yeah. I'm blown away. <laughs> so, like, uh, God, yeah, I'm blown away. But uh, So how long did it take you to get from, like, um, in your head to get to peak physical condition throughout your entire career type thing? That took a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I know, like, some people, I'll never be big. Like, when even they're looking in the mirror, I'll never be big enough, I'll never be lean enough. Have you ever gotten to that point of, like, where, yeah, I am, and how long did it take? Listen, I think if you ask any bodybuilder, <laughs> him as well, we're never big enough, and we're yeah. never lean enough, right? Um, but it's only when you probably take a step back that you think, oh, actually, I was quite lean, wasn't I? But it took a while for me to actually nail my condition properly. I, had to, I was trying to play the size game at first, right. uh, especially when I turned pro, because um, I thought it was size. I, now I'm pro, I have to get bigger, blah, blah, blah. And my frame is actually quite small, yeah. like naturally. And I remember when Kay first told me, I, I used to think, oh, I was really offended. She said, but you are quite small, aren't you? I was like, what, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> she said, well, if you take all your muscle off you, she said, yeah. you're a skeleton. And she said, look at your parents. She said, you're actually quite petite. I guess. I, but what she meant you by that was, <laughs> I'll show you. But I used to try and play, like, some of the girls I used to compete with, so if you took their... Muscle, muscles off, off them, their yeah. skeleton would be actually quite big. Yes, right? yeah. But I used to try and keep up with them size-wise, and it, yeah, put some size on, but I would lose that on condition because I was chasing size, chasing size, chasing. But right. that wasn't really my, like my, um, well, it wasn't my thing. So I had to focus on what I was best at, or would have been best at, and that was my condition. So, and I don't know if more conditioned, look bigger anyway. Yeah. Okay? So it, took, it did take me quite a few years to actually nail that, especially for females, it's quite hard. But I got it in the end, and I, it's, it's just very difficult to get to that lean, shredded condition. And I have been there like a lot of times now, um, and, but it did take a long time to actually, for your body to mature as well, yeah. because of the muscle maturity plays a, a part in how your muscles look. Um, fresh, young muscle isn't going to look the same as like, 30 year old's muscle because it hasn't yeah. got that muscle density in all the years of training. Um, but when, the more I learned, the more I learned from myself, research, but the more I learned from experienced people, the more I learned how to nail my condition. So, so how many years did you think? Or what, what year? Or what year? I would when say you the look, year. Look right, okay, now? so the year I nailed properly, mm -hmm. I'm calling properly condition, was 2012. 2012. Probably, well, 2010, 2010, 2012. Now, if you think I turned pro in 2004. Yeah. But what a difference. And then when I got there, I was like, okay, this is, this is condition. Yeah. It used to hurt to sit down. Like, it was horrible. It was, it, it's, it's not a nice place to be mentally because it, it, it's absolutely exhausting. I can't even, unless you've been there, then yeah. it's, it's actually hard to describe. Um, it's, it's not a healthy place to be, but then competitive bodybuilding isn't healthy. Yeah. Okay, bodybuilding is, because mm -hmm. it's like a lifestyle thing, but competitive bodybuilding is totally different. You have to 
look, you have to feel your worst to look your best. I mean, yes. which other sport does that? Uh, you know, none. None. <laughs> I think the nearest sport probably is that is anywhere near that is probably boxing, because obviously they have to make weight. Yes, that but still perform. Yeah. Yeah, but to not to the level that we do, and we carry our sport with us twenty four seven. We can't just finish training and shut the door and that's it. Yeah. This is us. This is our sport. So to have that and have to live your life and you know be a wife, daughter, husband, whatever, <laughs> and then go to your job, and then go and train three times a day, and then smile. <laughs> yeah, I... it, it, and it is difficult, but I always say to people, but you've got a choice, you don't have to do it. You know, people who do compete more and, um, it, it, and say, well, why are people like bothering me? And it, it, I, they should all like, make sure that I'm all right and don't rub sweets in my faces and get, you've got a choice. Yeah. We chose to do this. Um, so to get into really good lean condition, you have to make sacrifices. You have to be prepared to work. You have to be prepared to be tired. You have to be prepared to give a lot of things up. Um, and I did that for 30 years of my life because I want to be the best. Yeah. You know, and I, one of my things, I used to, mantras I used to have in my head is, I will never be outworked. I might not be the biggest, I might not be, have the best genetics, but no one's gonna outwork me. I know it's a bit cliche, but that's the, the mindset that I had to have in order to, to be competitive. Because um, I used to give away like 20 kilos on stage sometimes. Right. But you wouldn't think it on stage. Yeah. So, and it's just a case of, and that, sorry, regressing, that, that's no, no, no. going back down to achieving that condition because most of the people can't get that condition because they're not prepared to put the mental aspect in. Because yeah. it's hard. It is. It's very hard. And from the outside, all we ever see is that on-stage picture. We don't yeah. see the years. No, you do, nobody does, especially, like, I think there's a picture, there's a picture being around on, on social media where there's a picture of the ballerina and you can't see her feet inside. Right. So the ballerina's all pretty and she's all graceful and she's happy and she's on stage. But there's also the flip side to that where you see all the blood and broken bones and her feet yes, and yes. the hours of graft and nobody sees that side of things. So pretty similar to what like, we do. Maybe it's probably not that extreme, but there's many times you can ask her, I, I, when I was doing cardio, sometimes towards the end, I'd, I'd want to cry. I've got like second cardio to go. I had nothing left in me. I didn't know I was going to get through the day. It was mentally exhausting. It's not nice for your partner to see as well. Yeah. Because obviously they're seeing you in an extreme state and it's not a healthy state to be and I'd almost pass out and it's like, she would just want to feed me or <laughs> just, but she knew that's how it is. Just let it go on with it. And it's like, I have to do this cardio, I have to do it. And like, sometimes if we had to go out to an event or something, all I would think about is I need to get back and do my cardio. I need to get back at midnight, I'd be on that treadmill with no lights on, just, yeah. But I would say, is it worth it? But clearly it has been. Because yeah. I want to be the best. Yeah. And that's why I say to people who do compete, what are you competing for? Because if you're competing just to, um, shall we say now, just to look good on Instagram, yeah. you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Like, you've got to want more than that. You have, if you want to, prove, if you want to turn pro, like, just have a think what that means because you have to sacrifice a hell of a lot. If you've got family, if you've got like, 
kids, wife, whatever, a job that's really like stressful, just have a think about what you need to do because this was my job. Like yeah. I was a professional, so it was my job and that's how I had to live every day. Um, but for people who, are, who aren't and it isn't the be all and end all, then just, I would say, just be prepared what you have to go through because it's not easy. And it will always, bodybuilding will call people out. Like if you, yeah. it will show you who the true person is if, like when, it, when it comes to competing because it's, it's very hard, it's very strict, this competitive bodybuilding. And I say you have to sacrifice a hell of a lot. And if you can't do that, or you're not in a position to do that, then don't do it. I think I've put a lot of people off competing. <laughs> no, not at all. It's a, but I, I loved it though. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. And, and this is probably why there's only X amount of champs. I mean, like you can, you can go from, let's say, the, the, the huge extreme of like the, the Mr. Olympia, there's only ever been X amount in ever since it started. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's the cream of the crop. Like the people who stuck it out, the, the number ones, mm -hmm. they've all got that mindset. They, mm -hmm. they live that life. Yeah. So yeah, you haven't put me off. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never going to do competitive no, bodybuilding, no. but... Um, I, I'm not making a bad, a bad picture of it because I love it. Yeah. Like, I still love it now. Like, I miss competing like, so much. Um, and when I talk like that, people think, well, why the hell would you, would you miss going through that? Because I just love the whole thing, the whole challenge and the fact that I can do it and probably most people can't do what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but it is very, very difficult. Yeah. And I think for people who haven't done it before, um, it, it, you can't really, and I'm not being disrespectful by saying this, but you can't even imagine what it's like yeah. to be in that men mental place of six weeks out, four weeks out, um, to, you know, at that place. And you know, if you're doing it right, like it's, it's a very hard place to be. But if you want to do it, then go for it. Go for it. It's like that saying, like when some, pe when some people see, see bodybuilders and they're going, oh, I don't want to look like that. But then it's like, you could never look like that. Well, I was going to say, yeah. right? That, that's look, the because you'll never side. look, you'll yeah, never yeah, look yeah. like that, ever. Yeah. I mean, we do get a lot of negative comments. We get a lot of positive ones as well. But, of course, yeah. You know, but there's a lot of negativity around there. But I tend to focus on the positive ones. Yeah. Um, and I used to get more when I was bigger and I was like off season things, I used to get more comments then, good and bad. But to me, they're just words. Yeah. Never stop oh, me, it never stop me. The dedication and hard work you've yeah. put in, it should be fucking, like, it, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it blows my mind. I mean, like, I am proud of him. Mm -hmm. I'm very I, proud I, of I, him. I get onto his, like his face, <laughs> I get onto his face all the time, but, um, no, we understand, we understand like what, because um, obviously we work with Luke, yes. but we, what we see him have to go through, it's, it's, it's pure dedication. I mean, like last year when four in the morning, getting his steps in before coming into here, yeah. then coaching and then coming in with his just whatever he had left. But yeah, it is like, I've got full appreciation for it. And yeah, so where am I at here? <laughs> but it's like now I'm on the other side. So obviously I'm on the coaching side, but like they think I'm evil sometimes. <laughs> yeah. They say they're, they're die. They, they don't, but like, I know what it's like. I can, I've been there, so I can ex I've experienced those like horrible tide days and yeah. stuff like that. I'm not just doing it to be horrible. I, I'm doing it and I know how, how it feels. Like I understand, but 
the more the more they push themselves, the more I can, you can see them coming through and developing as a person and an athlete as well. And they can see the self belief like, increasing as well. Yeah. But I feel like the mum sometimes, especially short day, when I used to compete, I was the most chilled out. Like he was probably like the most chilled out person ever. Nothing fears me. K on the other hand was like a like sore stress. I <laughs> not I not I not nervous. I'm not nervous at all. Now, on the flip side of that, I'm like, right, okay, I don't want to see it. I'm like this. I'm like, I'm like one of those like <laughs> I, I want to be up there with them. And you know when you take <laughs> you know if you're if, if you're a mum and you take your child to school on the first day and you have to leave them in the playground yeah. like they go on stage and I'm like, okay, sure you're all right, yeah, okay. <laughs> I want to be on there with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's just because I still have that passion and I just still love it. I wake up every day excited to train still. Still be all my food, seven meals a day. Well, that's what makes you a good coach. Yeah. If, you're that, if you're that excited about them, then it's going to pull through and... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got, you've got yeah. all these times. I always say I'll yeah. never ask you to do what I did. It didn't do. Yeah, good. Yeah, but lead by example. Yeah, 100%. Rate them. So... Yeah. From, so from a female point of view, um, what's been the biggest struggle, say, to get recognition, say, more to get the highs in the, like, have I wrote this right? Yeah, to the highs of which your career has done. So like, because um, men's bodybuilding's always been like the most recognized. Mm -hmm. So what's been any struggles amongst that to like get past that in a sense? Um, <clears throat> well, from, from starting off was, like, yeah. Even when I was coming up through the through the ranks, it was hard to even get in a gym, like a proper gym, because yeah. there was a lot of male-only gyms there. Um, and luckily for me, because I trained hard, I was I was accepted. Um, but a lot of females couldn't train, which is wrong. Yeah. Um, but even th overcoming things like that, you know. But then when you when you do like from turning pro, the prize money for a start was sometimes we started off like half the amount of the men. Um, right. Okay. Sponsorships were nowhere near available to the females, like, as much as were to males. Um, so, yeah, like, rec financial recognition, things like that. Yeah. It's a little bit different now. It has improved now because different sponsors have come in and such. Um, but it's difficult, very difficult. And obviously because females look different, yeah. I mean, it's probably, again, more accepted now, again, because social yeah, media yeah, and I stuff. Think yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah, But back in the day, I mean, how often did you see a female bodybuilder walk around? So, Very rare, yeah. oh look, it's like some of the three heads. That's what it was like. Yeah. Especially, like, I mean, I used to always be covered up, but you could still see I used to be bigger than what I am now. But even so, I used to walk around shopping and people would be like, stop and say, like, <laughs> and it was not necessarily a bad thing, yeah. but sometimes it was like, oh, look at you. Like, I wouldn't want to look like that. Well, guess what? I don't look like you. Yeah, yeah. And it was, and that wasn't all bad. It was, we I used to get a lot of nice comments too. Yeah. Um, just because you're different, it's like, like who else had to go and buy blokes jeans because the legs were too big to fit in <laughs> women's and I spin the changing room with like, yeah. like clothes and stuff was like impossible, like especially when I was off season. Um, but little things like that, and I suppose it's just the attention that you got as well. Like yeah. you'd walk in somewhere and if you had like not that many clothes, are you going on and like, like what I call posh clothes? Everyone just stop <laughs> and stare, like. You know, yeah. But that's part and parcel. I got used to it. In my court, my first court, she did a really good job of like looking after me and stuff like that. So she taught me the fuck them. Yeah. yeah, she was like, she's like my second mum now. Anyway, she's even now we still keep and we speak most days. 
Uh, but I moved to London to be with her. Oh, she, she did the Olympia, she was so famous in the day. She did the, like back then, she was on the billboard, she was really famous, she did TV shows. So I actually moved down to there to learn from her. And wow. she took me under her wing. And I learned so much of her, which I'm always grateful for. But she taught me a lot about marketing and like carrying yourself in public and you know, like networking and all this kind of thing. Um, she told me, don't do this, don't do that. Like, and she just took me everywhere. Like, yeah. she took me every night, I flipping like, it's like a whirlwind. But I'm very grateful for that. And even things like how people, how you present yourself and how people perceive you. And then, but then when they get to talk to you, they're like, oh, I didn't think you were going to be like that. And what did you think I was going to be like? Because <laughs> you've got muscles. Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean I'm really aggressive because I've got muscles. Oh, okay. But she used to help me like, when I was younger, like, get over stuff like that and teach me good things. But... So do you think now, Instagram, for example, positive? Both. Both. Go on, tell us, tell us which way. Because I, 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 from, from me, um, because I admire it all, mm -hmm. like whatever fitness, whatever, if it's bodybuilding physique or just people getting in shape, people losing weight, I love it all. So whenever I see like people there doing the thing, I love it. Mm -hmm. That's what I see it as. Yeah. But that's probably me, rose-tinted glasses, just I only look at positive stuff. Well, that's good though. Yeah. Because that's how it should be. Yeah. Like you should use it for positive stuff, you know, to be inspired and, and things like that. But it can also have the effect of negative things like people think ev it's not real. Right. Let's, let's be honest, Instagram's not real. Yeah, okay? yeah. How many people p take several pictures, filter them all before they put one shot on because they want to look like that's my life. Well, actually, it's not. Yeah. But let's tell people it is. Well, why? Because everyone's so concerned about what other people think of them. And they're missing the point. If you're going to put train stuff on, brilliant. Like, inspire yeah. people, that's really good. But there's a lot of people on social media, rightly or wrongly, who class themselves as influencers, and they're influencing people, but not necessarily in a positive way. Right. And it's given people, like, a false sense of, like, well, it's just false. A lot of it is false. Like, people don't look like, like what that. what can be achieved. And what can, well, not so much what can be achieved, but... I think it's like the, the, the image people give, that's how you're meant to look. Like, right. Especially probably more so females than, than men, but it's probably, it's out there for men too, but females have to look like this, have to be, have makeup, they have to have big hair, they have to have big lips, they have to have big boobs. Like, who says? Well, because it's social media, so that's kind of rammed into women, like, that's how you're meant to look, and if you don't look like that, then you're not in. Right. And that's the look that's portrayed, and that's, but you can also use it as a positive way of marketing your business, yeah. like getting inspired by people who train, which is what I like to use it for, yeah. um, and just promoting good things. But I just think there's a lot of people there who, it's just, it's just false. Yeah. They should be real. If there was more real people, and don't get me wrong, there's some brilliant people on there who are real and, and who are really inspiring to watch, but there's also a lot of people who are fake. And yeah. it gives the wrong impression and it gets young people into bad things, um, just and especially how they get anxiety and stress just because they don't look how they meant to look. I think if from, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think from your uh, 
Kay from Kay, what uh -huh. she said about the, is it the unfollow Friday, unfriend Friday oh, okay. yes, type yes, thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, for me, because I'll only follow the people who I actually want to follow. Mm -hmm. So I don't see all this, no. the, the bullshit. Well, you have a choice who yeah, you... That's, yeah, yeah. And that's thing you see all these people scrolling. Oh, why are you scrolling? Well, and it's, it's almost mind-numbing. Yeah. They're just literally, but it might be mind-numbing, but it's going in all these things that in the subconscious that you're seeing all these things and it's not good. Like, yeah. it's not real, but they take it in as if it's real and you follow people who aren't inspiring you and actually inside they're bringing you down because like, it upsets you, like, oh, I don't look like that. I can't yeah. ever look like that. Well, no, you won't because they don't look like that yeah. <laughs> in real life. But that's the image they're getting across. But then they just need to press unfollow. Unfollow, I don't, yeah. don't look. Yeah, that's I, it. Just don't look. Because I, I think I follow 200 people on Instagram and that's it. And like, it's just people who I want to be inspired mm -hmm. by. And it's like, say there's a few people like, I don't know, if, yeah, do I follow any gym owners on there? I might. Mm -hmm. But if they say, say if I follow a gym owner, it's because I want to take something away from them. Yes. And it's like, yeah. seeing them busy and it's like, yeah. like what you did with bodybuilding, I want to fucking beat them. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It can use it in a positive way. Yeah, yeah. And it's nice to see people succeed. Like, when you see people, especially when you know are doing well, it's really nice to see. Of course, and yeah. like, but people, but then there's the other, the flip side of that where people try and bring each other down and make people out to be bad people when, why even look in there? Like, don't even look at yeah. it. Just follow, like, focus on the positive. You know, just, it, if it's used in a positive way, brilliant. Yeah. But then it can get out of hand and people spend the majority of the time on the phone rather than being in real life. Like, they don't talk to people, they don't, like, just lift your head up and have a look what's around you. Yeah. Get off it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you rather than you know, I have people who follow me and watch my stories, right? And I'll see them in the gym, and I'll go hi, play it down. <laughs> it's all right, to, and it's like eh, <laughs> and like it's all right to follow me and, and message me on, on Instagram. Yeah. But hey, I'm not going to say hello to you in person. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, and I don't, I it's can't creepy. understand that. <laughs> yeah, but it's very common. Yeah. And I, I don't understand that because right. I'd rather you not follow me on Instagram. Just please yeah. just come and say hello. Yeah. Like, you know. God, if I, if, like, obviously I've only just started following you on there, but if I was in the gym and I had been following you, I'd be like, oh, watch your stuff. Brilliant. It's inspiring. Thank That's you. what they should say. Well, I, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even mean that. I just oh, think no, just, yeah, just to yeah, say yeah. hello. Like, yeah. but to put your head down. Yeah. Like, as I got, but that's very common. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, yeah. Just, it baffles me. I just, oh, okay. But, I mean, I'm from an era of no phones as well, uh -huh. so, so yeah. I, I totally get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And God, yeah, we've went over loads there. Love it. Um, I asked this one this morning. What's the funniest thing you've ever seen in the gyms across oh, your damn. air? <laughs> he couldn't answer neither. <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> what you're allowed to see. <laughs> it's probably the collection of, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll, I'll keep it right for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably the collection of things and that's mostly females wearing next to nothing. Okay. Okay. Trying to attract men, well, yeah. or women, for whatever that is, in the most ridiculous short outfits, like hot pants and yeah. teen hops. Caked and make up, ready to train, not hair out of place, and do an exercise like stiff leg deadlifts. Yep. In, in, in the faces of guys and, and everyone else. And then when soon the guys move, they stop and move on. 
No. Yeah. That's bizarre. That's, 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 the, that's the term apply for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, well, on, I mean, on that subject, because obviously you, you just show your work on Instagram, what you've, yeah. what you've done, what you've achieved and all the rest of it. But then say the other ones who are trying to attract the clients, they do have a tripod just aimed up the hoop. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. But attracting what though? I are you attracting know. clients or are you attracting likes? Likes or popularity? Yeah. Oh, one other thing that was really funny, I saw only a few months ago. Um, <laughs> there was a guy, well, people wearing Crocs to train legs is the first funny thing. Uh, that's one thing. Me son and coaches have been banned from them, yes. Good. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, I saw someone train legs with Crocs on the other day in the leg press. I was like, oh God. Anyway, this guy had his, had his Crocs on and he's, he's doing his chest press, right, on the hammer strength press, and in between sets, he's eating Percy pigs. <laughs> and I said to Kate, am I seeing things here? Percy pigs in between sets. Oh, what's that about? He's, he's been reading a weird magazine. Well, it must be something he's seen. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Must be the new thing. Don't we'll think you're getting Percy pigs, because you know. He's not allowed Percy pigs. Mad. Yeah, I'd like the, 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 the Instagram with the thing, because, I know this is off subject with the funny thing, but it, it's... Well, I keep diverse. No, 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 it's good. <laughs> like, uh, so I find those people who do the, the, the RDLs and stuff like that, and everything's an arse shot. I don't understand how... I, why would I want to be coached by them when it's just all about their arse? Well, it's because all about it, them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you yeah. get it? Because yeah, yeah. It, it's not like... The, the, they're trying to be a coach, but everything's like, everything's like trying to be sexy and all the rest of it. So it's like, I don't, obviously I know I'm not a female trying to get coached off a female coach from there, or from them, but I can't understand it. Like, I don't, I don't get it. It's all right, I don't get it neither. Okay, <laughs> right. <I'm> okay. <laughs> right, we'll stop that one. <laughs> um, right, and so what's, uh, la sort of semi-last one. Um, What's the number one piece of advice you would just give to live a leaner, healthier lifestyle? Keep believing in yourself. Okay. Don't stop believing in yourself because once you have that self-belief and you can believe you can do something, there's nothing that can stop you really. And there's always a way. Belief. Yeah, there's always a way to do something. If you really want to do something, no matter how hard it is, you'll find a way to do it. And if you don't want to do something really deep down, you'll always find an excuse not to. Right. That'll do, mate. Yeah. So um, you've got your clothing brand oh, on. Yes. yes. I was going to say, where do I find you? But what's that clothing brand? It's actually just on my Instagram. It's <laughs> our new company, Build Bank yeah. Clothing. Brilliant. Um, which me and Kay have just launched this week. So we're taking orders from just Instagram DMs. Mate. Yeah. So but it's, it's based on, do you want to do something a little bit different? Well, I'm, I always have my little sayings that I like and like my mantras that I believe by. And some of my clients kept saying, when should I have on the T-shirt? I was like, well, actually, that would be quite cool. But I didn't just want to do like T-shirt. We had to get a like, proper logo and do it properly. Yeah, so, yeah. so, OK, you know what? We'll start with T-shirts and we're going to do, I want socks as well. T-shirt and socks. Socks and yeah. mugs and yeah. everything. Mint. Yeah. Love it. So, um, Where do we find you? Instagram. Instagram, yeah. yeah. I'm not on Facebook. Um, and okay, still tags me on Facebook. <laughs> oh, she tags me in yeah, everything now as well. Yeah, yeah. Babe, I'm not on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not on Twitter or anyway, just Instagram. Yeah. Um, and I'll always get back to you. Um, if you see me in the gym or anything, just come and say, as long as I'm not in the middle of a set. 
please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more approachable now than I used to be. Yeah. Um, but no, I'll talk to anyone. Um, but at the shows as well, like, you know, there's a few shows coming up. I'm judging this Sunday at the GPO show. I'm judging it, Victoria show, and then Luke's got his PCA show, and there's a few more FX shows around up and here. Excellent. So, but I mean, me and Kay are working together as well with obviously the mindset body thing, because yeah. I learned a lot of that the hard way as well, with the physique and the mentality as well. Yeah. Um, I'm the type of person who pushes things, I'm pushing things down. I used, to, I used to be really, really good at detaching, I'm good at detaching myself from various things and emotions and, you know, things that come across, which my focus was prep, that's it, stick down, say that as a whole, everything else had to revolve around that. But obviously life happens and throws things at you, but I used to like, push them to one side, not deal with them. And it did catch up and bite me in the bum. And then um, at, at one year of doing the, the World Championships, and I looked absolutely dreadful. I'd dieted, I'd prepped, I'd done everything, probably too much, but because I wasn't dealing with my stress, I looked crap, basically. Nice. But I'd signed the contract, which I have to do when you're a pro, I had to make the trip to Arizona, um, went on stage, didn't want to be there, but had to look like I wanted to be there. And I thought, why isn't this? And it all boils down to not managing stress levels. Okay. So I learned a lot through K to deal with that, like deal my emotions and mindset and stuff. And then, sure enough, the year after, different person. Brilliant. Didn't do anything different apart from work on my mindset. So the, the, your mentality for the, what I'm trying to say is, your mentality is a massive part of this, of what I do, of bodybuilding. It, it leads into other aspects of your life. And I just think if you do bodybuilding, whether you compete or not, but the actual bodybuilding itself can only make your life better. Because I believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. Because if you do one thing with 100% effort, chances are that has a knock-on effect in your life. So your relationship's going to be better. Your work output's going to be better. Your intent, your intent and everything is going to be better. How you treat your friends is going to be better. Because it's how you do one thing is how you do everything. Perfect. Thank you very much. You're Mrs. very welcome. <laughs> Come here. Thank you. That You're was very me. welcome. Thank you very much.